What up, everyone? Welcome again to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Nikki. Hello. Hello. I was trying to be funny, but then I was like, no. <laughs> you came in real dapper, like real, like, real somber. Yeah. Oh, hello. That just works out better for me. Than trying to be funny? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it does. A lot I'm British. Time. I'm British funny. You're that dry humor. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, crazy week, crazy week. We we wrapped up uh, Loki, and we also got uh, what was what uh, what was the other one that we were just wrapped up that we started watching? It was another show. Oh no, it was a movie. It was a Space Jam, which will be in our next episode <laughs> on Thursday. We'll be talking about so much to unpack there. So much, yes, yes, yes. Um, so what do we think about it though so far? I mean, what do we think? Loki, we, we're gonna talk about Loki at just, the end, but let's just opened up. Yeah, that opened up a Pandora's box, literally. Yeah, yeah, but that'll be left to, to the end because there's gonna be a lot of things I want to touch on. But before we start, one thing that got released was a Deadpool reaction trailer to Free Guy mm-hmm. with his uh, co current, like his temporary co host or guest co host, Korg from Thor mm-hmm. Ragnarok. So this will be literally the first time that Deadpool is introduced into the MCU. Uh, because it's a, it's a it's a character that is in the MCU, which I think it is one of the most creative ways to do mm-hmm. it than putting him in like Doctor Strange or Spider Man or any other free movies that are coming out. It's very offhand, sh- like viewing or introduction to him, which I think was an amazing thing that they did. Plus, Free Guy comes out August twelfth on theaters only. No, I mean um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if it's Ryan Reynolds that come that that that. That comes up with the ideas for Deadpool kind of like uh, promotional stuff, but I think he has a hand. No, but that's what I'm saying. But like that, I mean, he he's obviously amazing at creating buzz using Deadpool's character to create yeah. buzz for almost anything. Um, literally, just that you know he shows up, people are just clamoring for it, and it just laughs and it's kind of builds up. So, I mean, honestly, he should be MCU's hype man. Like, oh, definitely. he should he should honestly like I think I mentioned this probably in another in a previous podcast. But I think he would be amazing taking uh, uh, Nick Fury's uh, position in the ending every MCU movie. Not necessarily in a way where it leads you into the next one, but just kind of a character who literally lives outside of... He'd be the great post-credit person. That's what I mean. Because he kind of lives outside of the normal uh, universes that these people exist in. Because he's like... He's the only one that seems... Like, obviously, that he's psychotic, whatever, but he's... because he lives in the four, he does the fourth wall thing all the time. Yeah, he's almost like the only person who kind of knows everything that's going on as it's going on. So that that'd be a great kind of like <laughs> after credit scene type thing where he just analyzes something or he just, just talks to everybody and then he just breaks the fourth wall to talk to the fans. Like he so. yeah he analyzes whatever happened in the movie and then just like hey but where's this guy like mm-hmm. you know like and he goes uh, we'll see you next film <laughs> something like that. Yeah, he he is the best way of he has the best ideas. If it's currently it was with him for marketing purposes, like you said, it was this is I and free guy. We've been waiting for almost over a year for to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And he even it's funny enough that he mentions, like, I thought this movie was supposed to come out last yeah. year. But no, not really. It's coming out in August. Uh, right. Yeah, that, that dude, I, I don't know. I, I felt some kind of way when I saw the end of the, the trailer goes not streaming. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Whatever. He, he made a point to that. That's the best part. Talking about Ryan Reynolds. Mm. 
uh, so think of this combination: Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. right? Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. musical. What do you thought? What are your thoughts on those things? I don't know. I mean, when was the last time Will Ferrell did anything? Right now, uh, it's been a while, but they are doing a movie together. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's I think it's Ryan Reynolds producing it, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So it's the. Christmas Carol musical with Ryan Reynolds and uh, uh, Will Ferrell. So it's not really a movie. It's more like a, a movie a musical. So they're going to take the inspirations from Scrooge with Bill Murray mm-hmm. type-esque. And uh, they're going to make it a musical. And Will Ferrell is playing the ghost of uh, ghost of the present, uh, Christmas present. I can see that. The big the big bearded guy. Yeah. Who, yeah. I just love that that comedy that they're gonna have bouncing off each other. I hope so because I mean you never know who clicks. Because I mean, I mean if, if you would have never saw for yourself, you would have never thought. Let's say, The Rock and Kevin Hart would click so well, or, or Mark like Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. That's what I'm saying. You never really see these comedy duos the way like. But it's it, I think it always takes a somber person and, and an over the top person to kind of play well against each other. Yeah, that's so that's that, that's the dynamic. So the good thing is. Uh, um, both of those two actors have a good dynamic of playing both. Yeah. Where they can play somebody who's calm and sober, so- somber, and then somebody who's over the top and hysterical. So it'll be a question of, you know, like, who, how are they going to play that off each other? Yeah, but the best part is the musical part. I oh, well, the music I, part I, is I, just I, out where there. We, where would you know Will Ferrell, Will, Ferrell, Will Ferrell could sing? I just, honestly, I cannot picture a musical and comedy in the same tone without picturing... Um, um, uh, Patch, uh, what was it? Uh, the guy from uh, Neil I Patrick, Mother, Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. Harris. Yeah, I feel like I can't picture comedy and and a musical without because that's his thing. That's just like that's his niche. That's his like like love is doing like kind of adapting his acting comedy things to to musicals. So I would love to see him in that too somehow. Yeah, that's true. So next is, did you hear about the Spider Man theory? Apparently, this, what's the Spider-Man theory? So the Spider-Man theory is going around that. Um, so in Tom Holland's universe, mm-hmm. when he got introduced, he was already Spider-Man. There was no real actual introduction like how they did for mm-hmm. uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man and the uh, Garfield Garfield Spider-Man that they had Uncle Ben showing. Yeah. So what they're saying is apparently is that in Far From Home, because they're going to have the other two actors uh, in it, Garfield and um, Andrew Garfield and what was his name? I'm trying to remember Tommy McGuire. Yeah, in it, and because Tommy McGuire is the older of the two, mm-hmm. that once it comes in, comes into when he comes into the movie, I guess he is his Uncle Ben's variant. Also, oh, he's not going to be coming in as Spider Man. No, he's going to come in as Spider Man, but in his universe, in Tom Holland's universe, Tommy McGuire apparently is Uncle Ben. So he's going to have emotional reaction when he sees that Spider-Man is his Uncle Ben. That is his, his Spider-Man that's from that universe. Is that a confirmation? No, that's a theory. That's a, like a fan theory that's coming out. I was going to say, because I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, when I think of an Uncle Ben, I think of the corresponding character, which would be Aunt May. Yeah. And I can't see Tobey Maguire Aunt May kind of thing. Like, you know, like when you saw Uncle Ben from uh, uh, Sam Raimi's universe, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Aunt May that was there, perfectly played against each other. They kind of looked like uh, more like a live action version of Up, but what did I say wrong? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying. So 
I'm trying to picture um Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire being But maybe yeah me he, he he's kind of in the middle age between between uh, Tom Holland and, and um um uh, who's uh what's your name? Go. Uh what's it, uh, the one who plays Aunt May right now? Uh Marissa Tomei? Marissa Tomei, yeah. He's closer to Marissa Tomei's age. Think I mean, I'm, I'm sure obviously yeah. he's closer to her age, but yeah. closer closer by a couple of years, not closer by like, you know, like, I feel like, I don't know, he still looks like a kid. Who? Tommy, Tommy I Maguire? think so. I feel no. like he does. No? No, he doesn't. Hey, he's he's old enough to, to, to be able, because it could have been a young Uncle Ben. That's what I'm saying. It would have been more interesting. I mean, it could be, it's not that it just, it's, I guess because Marissa Tomei, I just pictured Marissa Tomei. Okay, honestly, getting down to it, I, I'm picturing who Marissa Tomei would end up with, and that kind of <laughs> Uncle Ben that they would create. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so you think Tomei Maguire is not good looking enough for? Marissa I'm not even Tomei. good looking. Just like, just, <laughs> like I, honestly, I would prefer I would prefer J.K. Uh, J.K. Um, Simmons from from uh, the World of Tomorrow, <laughs> which is actually going to be in this movie. As uh, I think he's going to be in this movie, right? Yeah, he's a uh, he is. JK is J.K. Uh, said he's uh, J.J. Uh, Jameson. Yeah. So, yeah. So, mm. Tobey Maguire is 46 and Marissa Tomei is 56 at the time. There's a 10 years difference. I know. But they, they have their... T- within 10 years apart, they could play close enough to be a couple. I guess it's just, uh, just looking at them like, can you really see them together? But think about that. No, but if you really think about... Let's think uh-huh. about that outside of the box. So besides of... It's an interesting couple, idea. I cu- like that. Cu- coupling on, f- on their physical attributes... Mm. They make if they make a cute couple together. I don't know. That's don't know. That, you went straight there. It's my but, Michaels. I don't know what. It is. But this would be a great emotional anchor to bring in the loss of Uncle Ben and Tom Holland's story because of the all the other ones. You you see their the, the dynamics between Uncle Ben and Peter Parker on both movies. You see how I, they how, how they rely on each other. How no no he, I get so I guess so I guess what bo- what gets me about it is. One, it just kind of feels like it's, it's going to be a way to anchor um, uh, Tobey Maguire into the into the MCU permanently. Maybe like he stays, but instead of being a Spider Man, he's he, he kind of plays his Uncle Ben going forward, like an older Spider Man. But he's you know kind of takes the place of Uncle Ben because that's the only reason I would why why would you want that? No, no, but no, but he's not as Uncle Ben. No, no, no. No, 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 I know, but, but play the, play the him, role, hit, hit, but not say not play the role. Ben. Yeah, but playing as like play he, the mentor. Yeah, the play mentor, the, the old mentor. But that's that was that was Tony Stark for him. Hmm? That was Tony Stark. And I get Tom that, Allen. but he's, but that would be. But, but the whole point is he's getting on his own. So just replacing him, replacing the the kind of a, the father figure. I don't know. It just seems like he's already kind of like, the whole point is him learning how to do it on his own. Yeah. So giving him another father figure is just going to give him somebody else to rely on. No, but not giving him a father figure. But that's where you're kind of. Suggesting no, no. I'm kinda... saying I'm saying that when Spider-Man comes into that universe, mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Swoops in, falls down. And Tom Holland is like, oh, there's another Spider-Man. He takes off his mask and is like, oh, shit. That's my that, that's Uncle Ben for me. But he's Spider Man in his universe. I know, and I guess but I'm I saying get that it. he's he's gonna go back to his universe ultimately. Mm. But just that that um, we never got that relationship or how much of a how much he felt the loss of Uncle Ben for Tommy McGuire's character because he was already established. So no, all the other ones they had that arc that he 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 lost Uncle Ben. He went to this emotional depressing state and out came it. This one, Tobey Maguire, is already established. You never knew how, how much he missed him because he never mentioned him 
ever. I'll be honest with you. I don't want it. I don't. I, I, I don't. You know why I don't want it? Because technically, technically, Tony Stark was his uncle Ben. Yeah. And he already went through the loss. He already went through the mentorship and having to live up to that kind of ideology that he's dealing with right now. So just to it's, add it's it, just, it, just opening up an old wound. That's what. Well, not what even opening up an old wound, but you're basically kind of going back in the story. Like you successfully were able to kind of fulfill that that gap by using Tony Stark as Uncle Ben. Yeah. But then by going, by trying to go back kind of in time and, and going back to the origin story of adding a guy to kind of be Uncle Ben, you're basically retconning kind of, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s no. role in it. Isn't that retconning? It kind of feels like it is because it's like, I'm like, well, we want to be more comically accurate. Yeah. So we're going to give him an Uncle Ben. Like, no, you already kind of gave him an Uncle Ben in a great way, which is amazing. Honestly, I think Tobey Maguire's role should be similar to the role in the multi in the in the Spider Man multiverse um, into the Spider Verse into the Spider Verse where he was just kind of like over the top. I already had it done with this whole kind of game. Yeah, Spider Man and Tom Holland is the one that kind of pulls him back in. Yeah, and then you can you can have uh, uh, um um this guy which Andrew is, Garfield Andrew Garfield be more of the hot shot I know better type type one that doesn't really think things through but he's somehow, like more of the loner. Not necessarily the loner, but it would be interesting if basically so you have um you have one like two basically two characters, two other Spider Men that kind of mess with his confidence. One yeah. that's over the top and showing him like there's nothing to that lifestyle. The other one showing maybe showing him up like maybe he's better because he's a little older and more experienced. Yeah. So he's questioning his own kind of validity into the whole thing. Like, man, maybe I'm not that good because you got one that's better and one that's done that for so long that he's over over the hill with it. And in both, basically, he's able to get the confidence by going over Andrew Garfield's character and, you know, rebuild his own confidence as well by showing, you know, the older Spider-Man, hey, listen, this is what this is why this is important. Yeah. So that would be the place I would play him in. But I think to add the whole Uncle Ben thing might be a little... Even convoluted, like it's something like you're adding, con- you're adding complexity to something that's already complex. It already has its own complexity. So to add the extra layer of complexity to it, it'd just be too like why it's it's unne- to me it's unnecessary. This is me. This yeah. is me to me as unnecessary because you, you want to go back and give him the origin that that you never gave him, but technically you already gave it to him. It was just different context, almost like a different yeah. universe. Yeah, you know, it's a revised version of it. Yeah, maybe much. actually, what would be cool is if. The variant changes, like, because the other two experienced a very similar uh, loss, mm-hmm. and they had that's what inspired them. So for him to, to Holland to have a completely different variation on his origin and everything else would actually be amazing. would be like, wait, why, we all had this. Why don't you have that? And that's why, because he's a variant. That's true. That That is, I like that idea. But I still want the Uncle Ben, Uncle ben <laughs> twist. I still want it. I'm sorry. I I I I like I I read it and I was like, this looks fucking. Actually, what dope. would be cool is maybe because remember it's his uncle, you know their family. So maybe it's not that he is Uncle Ben, but that he looks like more like Uncle Ben. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was saying. No, but you saying that he, he is a variant of Uncle. No, ben. no, 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 no. Let's, let's repeat it again so you get it. The Peter Parker that comes into the Spider-Verse, into mm-hmm. the Spider-Man you wear, is Spider-Man. It is Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. It is Peter Parker. Tom Holland's Uncle Ben is 
Pete, uh, uh, Toby Maguire. So he looks. That's what he said. He is. No, 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 no. So, I get. I get what so you're to, saying. So you're Toby Maguire's him. Uncle Ben is Peter Park. Is uh Toby Maguire? Sorry, mm-hmm. to, Tom Holland's Uncle Ben is Toby Maguire. Mm-hmm. Toby Maguire is Peter Parker and is his universe. You, you now you understand? What I'm you're still kind of saying the same thing. I think. What no, I'm, no, saying I'm is, not saying that he's he that Uncle Ben is is Spider Man. No, what I'm saying is. It would make more sense if because if if Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire have very similar features, if you're saying because he's older, he looks more like his Uncle Ben and that reminds him and maybe they look back on it like, man, you look like you look like my Uncle Ben, but you tend to look like me because I'm you're older, but you look like my Uncle Ben, whatever. It's that like- would that would be a that would be a, a catchback, but not like he's looking at him like he's Uncle Ben. Because that would be, I would like, nah, it's too much. No, but, but if you that, say like, you just recalling the scene from from um, uh, what was it, the last Spider Man movie when when Jake Gyllenhaal put the glasses on and then he looks at him and he was like, oh crap, he looks like, he looks like, Tobey Maguire. He looks like a, no, look, to, uh, a Tony Stark. Yes, but this one is like he is, not that he is like that character that. That person doesn't look like him. It is him. That's where that's, the, that's and the where, embodying form. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to tell you is if he looks like him, I get that because you can reference it and that way you can introduce uh, um, Uncle Ben, you know, Ben to this this world. Yeah. But not as he is an embodiment of Ben somehow. I, I wouldn't like that. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't bring the character in there. Bring the idea of the character. Yeah. In there. That's what I'm saying. The idea of Spider-Man. But that would make sense only because, again... Uh, this guy does look like old, like an older version of Holland. Yeah, that's that. Okay, now we're on the same page because sort of, yeah, <laughs> sort of, but we still want it. Uh, all right, anyways, <laughs> all right, let's finish it up with mm-hmm. something we've been avoiding and the past six six weeks, mm. six and a half weeks is Loki. We have not mentioned one thing about it because we were like, let's wait to the whole. Mm-hmm show finishes to give our full thoughts on it mm-hmm. i love the show of course and let's let's i i love the introduction of how the tva got to place and it gave me i love the who done it or who's behind who's the man behind the mask mm-hmm. uh it's kind of stories uh because they're chasing somebody and t- uh, tom hiddleston's character was amazing Owen Wilson, after watching this one, I want them to do... What was it? There was a TV show on uh, True Detectives. Mm-hmm. I want them to get a one season in mm-hmm. with Owen Wilson, but like a super serious Owen Wilson. He has that look as a detective. As a snoop? As a, yeah, because like he, he's already a de- kind of a detective here because he's doing that. But he, he had like comedic moments, but I don't want none of that. I just want like... like a dark Owen Actually, Wilson. Actually, you know what would be interesting is if in um, Knives Out 2... Um, he, he's he, let's say him and the other original, um, the guy Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig, are competing. Um, oh, that would be dope. <laughs> Where they like they're both trying to figure this out before the other one. Yeah, but not. But here's the thing: Knives Out. Mm-hmm. It's it's like how you like it. it's very. It's a it's a murder mystery. Murder yeah. mystery. Who but it, they yeah. had dry humor in there. Yeah, but I don't want none of the humor. I want everything like, like. True Detective season one. Oh, like, you want drama? I right? want high drama, dark suspense <laughs> with Owen Wilson. I could like I was once I saw I was like, oh, if I could get one season of that. <laughs> but I was I know it was the thing. I was like, and you know maybe this is what his career needed because 
remember he's always been known as that just that funny kind of like guy off the cuff yeah. it's like he's like a loner or not like a loner but he's like a like a nomad like he just goes with the flow like especially when he starts explaining stuff you just kind of laugh when <laughs> he does it but yeah maybe he maybe his because that's what honestly when you get to a certain level of your career especially as an actor it you definitely want to especially if you start off with comedy you want to dive into drama because that's where you know that's where you can show your range yeah so maybe this is a good gateway for him yeah because people are like oh he could play that like an older man older guidance or older detective type of role and I also what I loved about Loki also it gave me a, and I know you could contest this it gave me a little bit of a Doctor Who feel a little bit it's time yeah. yeah yeah with the time variance and how they jumped but now that I love that they signed on for season two mm. but although Doctor Who never really dealt with variants they, they multi they they did well sorry no they did they had like a few they episodes. did no like one major uh cro- like, like crossover one, or like one like multi episode uh, uh multi um chapter episode type thing where they did jump to another universe when they met um like Rose Tyler yeah. and stuff like that whatever not met her but you know went to that other universe so that was the only because like he said it would take so much power just to get to that in in I actually literally watched it yesterday yeah. Um, but yeah, there's very few times where he jumps to another universe. Yeah. He jumps to multiple timelines in his own timeline, but not necessarily across universes. Yeah. He says there's so much power uh, to do that, to be able to do that. Um, however, yeah, variance is, it's going to be interesting because I mean, we're talking about, actually I saw the sliders. Yeah. That's where it kind of gave me more of a. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is true. Sliders universe. What do you, what were your thoughts on Loki? I loved it. Um, it was interesting. I like the character arcs. I like the the way they kind of brought everything together. Um, I really wasn't expecting a season two, but obviously after season the end of this one, watching the end of this one, I can see they left a lot of open gaps. Yeah. Um, especially when it when it comes to, because the person that really just kind of left me with a huge question mark was, um, I forgot her name in the the the, the show. The Sylvie? one. Not Sylvie. No, Sylvie. No, I didn't have. I mean, I still wanted to know. Hunter B12? Is it B12? Or B15? No, no, no. Not the Hunter. The the, the one who directed TVA. Oh, the director? Mm-hmm. Where she left to to find uh, Free Will? Yeah, but the thing is about her, like, there was obviously something that happened after um, um, uh, Loki, female Loki. Uh, Sylvie. Sylvie leaves uh, and hides out. Yeah. And I feel like that, that gap can explain a lot of what happened. True. Um, but I did like the ultimate ending where the whole reason for this, the whole reason for the TVA, it wasn't necessarily like, basically this guy just didn't want to compete with his, himself. Like, like he did all this. That's how powerful, you know, he is that yeah. he had to create all this just so that he didn't have to, he didn't have to fight himself anymore. Yeah. Like it wasn't because necessarily like control, because technically, I guess he already controls the universe one way or the other. In every universe that he exists in, he controls it. But he does it so that he doesn't actually have to fight himself in it. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Because I'm like, man, he he basically just created a timeline where his where his that, no matter what happens, and he can give two craps what happens in those universes as long as it doesn't create his variance. Yeah, that's it. That's crazy. And John Demers fucking killed it. Oh yeah, he played it so hammy. I loved it. Oh man, it was. And his car- his variant of um, the Kang. one who lasts, the the one who the one, the one who, who the one who remains, the one who remains, yeah, 
is um, from his attire is impromptus, which yeah, this is, is like two, it's a mix of two of them. Yeah, impromptus is one of them. Is one of the variants of Kang, mm-hmm. which is the most powerful, but one of the less evil. Yeah, and what? What? All right. So this is what I loved. What this? How this show ended? Uh, is that you got Kang, the Conqueror? You got the variant of Kang the Conqueror, and you. You um, you know what his his idea is, and like you said, is like he does he doesn't want to be challenged by himself. He doesn't want to fight himself. Because that's the person that can challenge him. Yeah, and he he understands that if he dies, his variant, uh, multiple multiple variants is going to come, and there's going to be one evil one. And we know where that multiple apparently going to be multiple evil ones. Yeah, multiple evil ones, and we already know one that's going to be showing up soon. It will be an Ant Man and the Wasp. uh, King the Conqueror. King the Conqueror is in there. Uh, and was it Quantum Mania or mm-hmm. something? I think it was called Quantum Mania. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it is that you, you got you got your car- you got your introduction of Kang, which is apparently the, is going to be the new big bad mm-hmm. for this small arc that's coming along. You got Kang, you got the introduction of him, mm-hmm. but is not the one you're fighting, which I, I love. Well, because. Honestly, at this point, the the one they showed, even though, like you said, he's the most powerful, most in, I I think he was not saying more the most powerful, he's most intelligent out of all of them. I think it was a, something like that. Um, what I liked about this one is that it introduced you to, but he is not, he does not seem as threatening as Thanos. Yeah, but that's the whole point because he's not the same person you're about to meet. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? What's funny? And I think that's when they first introduce him to the next one, like they introduce Kane the Conqueror, which would be the most the most, uh, I guess, villainous, more powerful one of all, like that. Yeah. Like that way. It will be interesting to show how. The different aspects yeah, of like, both of them. Like basically making sure that he comes out darker and more vicious than Thanos was. Yeah. And and you know what's funny about it? If you think about it, mm-hmm. and it's and talking about Thanos, is that in at the last episode, he goes to Loki. He's like, what do you want? The Infinity Gauntlet? I'll, I'll give it to you right now. It was like so easy for him to be like here, and then you you understand that he co- pretty much controls the sacred timeline of everything. That all the things that Thanos had to go through to get it is so minuscule for him mm-hmm. to hand it out just like that, like it was nothing. So you're like, fuck, like this whole like the the infinity infinity uh uh uh, uh was it infinity war. Saga, Infinity Saga, mm. was like a spec to him, and well, just the the idea that I was like, damn. Well, think about and, it, and, and everything that they they that. But I'm not talking about in the movie, but yeah. also in the in the idea of what the MCU is is able to create from that. No, I know, but that but you, the easiest way to think about it is Thanos was the strongest player. And let's say let's say this is a football game. Thanos was the strongest player in the in the game in that game, right? And he wanted the football, so he did everything he could to get the football in that game. But now you have a guy who he controls the football field, like that. What you're playing in, what you're competing in, yeah, that's what he controls. So it's it's not a question of like, I don't care about the football game. You know how many football games I've that I've seen in my lifetime? No, yeah. I control the field. So you can play all you want, but if I want to destroy the field. That's there's, it. There's nothing for you to play with. Exactly. So all, all the elements based on those those universes, he already knows and controls and and powers or depowers them. So 
Yeah, that's that's the level of power that. We, but but uh, Loki kind of established that in the first, I think the second episode, where he goes when he was trying to like where he's just looking at the the he's looking at the the Infinity Stones like oh yeah we use them as paperweights like yeah what like that's how powerful the, that world well, is it's the like, TVA yeah the TVA but that's the TVA that's and that's what he controls and there's another thing that another theory that was talking about that mm-hmm. was that. Um, when Owen Wilson's character goes, time time is different here. Time doesn't move in the linear form as you would do in your world of where you came from. And he goes, but th- and then they somebody did like a TikTok, I forgot, and they flash forward to Ant-Man and the Wasp, and they were talking about the quantum realm, and they were like, time moves different in there. It's not the same as everywhere in the world. And there's a scene that... You see in the back, I forgot what scene, and there's like a, it looks like a city. And people are like, that's a TVA. The TVA is in the quantum realm. Mm. I have to find that. It was, that's I was how just they're a, able to exist outside of time. Yes. They live in the, in the quantum realm. So basically, the Ant Man and the Wasp, you think they're going to find the TVA outside there, but they have to, they're go gonna, to well, they're going to find the quant, they're going to find quantum mania. They have to go into the quantum realm to, they're going to, they're going to find the TVA, and that's where they're going to discover. That they have to deal with King. Uh, King. Well, yeah. that he's he, he that whole point was that he existed outside of time and space. Yeah, and here's another question, and and I think somebody pro, I, I I've been going deep dive into people's theories and Loki and everything else. Mm. So, based off the sacred timeline, and they they said that they they try to keep everything not has a multiverse, but just as. Everything's gonna ha- whatever happens is gonna happen for whatever reason. Nothing's gonna change mm-hmm. because they're the 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 only ones that allow it. The only ways it does it if it's some like a variance created because of it of a situation they couldn't control or wasn't uh, predicted. Mm-hmm. So somebody poses the question: Why in Endgame? No, not Endgame. Infinity War. Doctor Strange, well, with the Time Stone, was saying that he saw five million different outcomes. How is he able to see five million different outcomes if the time, the time, the TVA or the, the, the they're, they're policing the time, the sacred timeline that whatever was going to happen was going to happen. So he was, he wouldn't have been able to see five million different timelines mm-hmm. if the TVA was already in control of it prior to that because of it. I mean, it's just and, a question of if it create, if it creates a variant, I guess. Yeah. Well, maybe that, remember they want, they, they, cause remember he, um, Loki mentioned the Avengers when he was first judged. Yeah. And they said, no, that's what we wanted to happen. Yeah. So they allowed him to see all those so he can see the outcome that they wanted him to see. And because that's what they wanted. So they, and mind you, he was just looking. He wasn't trying to live those lives. He just kept on looking at different endings. So then. So he basically, so basically what I'm saying is they allowed him. To, to see s- to see all those because he didn't create variants while looking. Yeah. And that's the ending that they wanted. So then it would be so then Dr. Shane tapped into a version of what the TVA has possibly or what they have currently that he's able to look at multiple timelines without creating a variant in that world. Because he was right. just looking, I guess. He was yeah. just looking. I, yeah, I guess if you just if you just looking through a microscope, because he's not actually creating by by actually living those things. But the yeah. thing is, ultimately, still they allowed all that to happen because that's what they wanted him the outcome to be. 
Now, the other one that I saw online, another proposed kind of theory was that this is why the now this is why the Eternals are coming into play. Yeah. Because it wasn't like somebody was like, why, why weren't they involved in um, Infinity War? And they were like, because that was I guess that wasn't big enough for them. But yeah. this, the break in the variance and all the timelines, whatever, might be why they came it, out. Because then it would, alt- I guess, it, thinking outside of it, it would be ultimately that they maybe they they're create. They are Nexus trying to Beans stop. Is, huh? Was it called Nexus Beans? Nexus Beans. Isn't it? Isn't that what they call where characters are like? Oh, those are. Those are beings that basically control the god. Like, basically, I don't forget how they call it. Maybe that. they're, like, thinking the way Stephen think Kang is thinking is that if this created a multiverse, they're going to be all th- other versions of them. They want to stop. Yeah, they maybe, want to stop. Maybe, because maybe uh, the other versions, variants could be more threatening, just like Kang. So they're just trying to stop their type of beings to, mm-hmm. to not form. There's a lot of things I want to And this create because I love that it's creating a lot of questions outside of comic books but more of a story structure because you could go so many different ways because you're just opening up well that's different. the whole point and i want to see that. what loki 2 is going to open up because i know it's going to open up something fucking massive well i mean you still have a lot of questions like i said you have the question of the director the the judge um yeah the director the um the yeah the director and then also the the little scary little clock yeah miss um what is it called miss time or something Miss tva or something miss like? minute miss minute yeah, there's something about that character that's very creepy because it's completely self-aware and it's only one because uh, like somebody pointed out like there was a part where uh, when she proposed the deal to Loki and, and Sylvie, um, she then went to the director, but like was late. Yeah. So she's not a program. She well, she she's not a she's not a, a multifunctional person. She's like a entity. So the question is, that that's a bigger question than anything else because everything else is kind of explained. You already know who Kang is. You already know who the 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 the, the monster that he uses to eat time. Yeah, whatever. But uh, that Elioth. one, Elioth, Yeah, but you don't know who Miss Minute is. That's that's an entity that I feel like we're gonna discover. She's like the ultimate assistant. Something like that. But there's something obviously <laughs> there's something to that character is gonna be more explained later. Oh yeah, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna come out in season two. Yeah, because also keep in mind. She was able to, she's able to function across, um, not even the TVA, but across time and space. And even with, she went into um, that that area, the, the, I forgot what you call that, but that area that he, he existed in, which nobody was able to get to. Yeah. She was just jumping Like the out. beyond, beyond time place? Um, the, I forgot, they, they, there was a name for it, but yeah. That reminds me, I'm going to paint my room like that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh, the, the. The decor. I already got all black. Now I'm just gonna add like gold cracks to everything. <laughs> I want that? Oh man! But this is an amazing show. I can't wait to. We can't wait to season two. And we, and it's just man. I'm so worried. Like what I like about let's say Doctor Who. Doctor Who is so easily you can so easily get super like confusing. Yeah. Um. But the whole point is that they're just more for fun. So you try not to question too much of it. But I feel like with shows like Marvel MCU stuff like that, you want they take a little bit more seriously. So man, I could just it's I feel like it could easily so get confusing. Yeah, because I mean, the ending was already confusing. Where he ended up at the TVA, and it was happened to be another TVA. And, which, and that's another thing somebody said is that what happened if the TVA he is at they they reset their memories. Oh, you mean that was them? But then they just reset their memories. To, yeah, to that <laughs> Kang was the only one. 
That version but they were still kind of like freaking out over the. You heard that the Jonathan Majors was the voice of the Timekeepers. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Jonathan Majors. Wait. He was. You know the Timekeepers. Yeah. Where there were robots. Yeah. He voiced them. Wait. He's the, he's king, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it would be him, wouldn't it? No, I think it was Loki who did it. Like, no, it was it was him, which was funny because the girl she uh the the director didn't know about anything about Kang, she just thought it was them. But then he was he was using his voice to control them. Not well, I, I, thought, make, I thought it was just a little. I don't bit know. I, would, I feel like it would make sense that with his voice. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought it was funny. I I was like, oh, I I would assume he would use somebody else's voice, but it wouldn't matter because nobody knew who he was. No, you know what's funny is they were questioning all the statues that were existed in the. Um, in, the, in his castle, whatever, little, yeah. like whatever. So, who were they? And what were they? Like, oh, maybe it was that was that the count, original council of the kings? Uh, true, that is true. Oh shit! All right, there's too much <laughs> to, to dive into now, guys. But we'll wrap it up like right there. All right, all right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. At from my mom's garage or you could email us at fmmg.podcast at gmail.com let us know what you think thoughts concerns call topics you want us to discuss or things that we could do to improve your listening pleasures as always tell a friend to uh, send a friend bring a friend later All right. <laughs>